What is up, everyone? I hope you had a fantastic 4th of July. If you're tuning in, you're tuning in to the Electronic Atmosphere Podcast, a podcast created for the EDM entrepreneur, a person who wants to create a real successful career in the EDM industry. But also, if you're just a fan of the artists that we have on the show each week, then this show will also be very, very interesting to you as well. So all are welcome here. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Jason Lee, and I'm your host. And as always, this show is brought to you by Electronic Apparel, a clothing company created to help you express and promote good music and fitness with the clothing on your body. Help us spread the word of good health and good music. Learn more about us at electronicapparelco.com. And also, if you haven't entered our 4th of July giveaway yet, we're extending it because we plan to give out 500 free glasses that are very, very good looking, by the way, of course. And they're on our Instagram page and the instructions are very simple. So be sure to check out our Instagram in order to enter the giveaway because everyone wins if you do a couple of simple things such as following us, posting on your story and tagging a couple friends. So if you haven't checked out the giveaway, be sure to check it out today. In this interview that I have recorded for you all, I'm joined with a very, very special artist that is very unique, that is very different, that went through this industry in a very different, unorthodox path and she is absolutely killing it. She goes by the name of DJ Skylar Madison. But you learn in the episode that she's also gonna create a side name for herself through a different persona of music. So be sure to stay tuned for that as well. From convincing the owner of a club in her hometown to play her own section of the club filled with different music that people didn't know about yet as EDM was just starting to enter the scene because her club was mainstream music, hip hop, top 40, stuff like that. And she ended up playing her own section of the club at just 18 years old. From that moment on, she has not stopped progressing in her career. She's made it so far. She works with a booking company. She goes on tours and she's absolutely freaking killing it in all aspects of the game. And she's only gonna go further and further because her mindset and her hustle is both so strong that there's no stopping this girl. But anyways, let's get right into the interview with DJ Skylar Madison. In episode five of the Electronic Atmosphere, I'm joined with a very special artist named DJ Skylar Madison. And here she is. How are you doing today, Skylar? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How was your um, weekend? It was good. It was definitely pretty eventful. Um, no gigs this weekend. So it was a nice little break from reality. So I got to kind of vacation a little bit. So I appreciate that before I have to go on tour. Okay. How about you tell us more about uh, your tour? Um, I will be touring in the next two weeks. It'll be um, a U.S. tour, so I'll be pretty much going coast to coast to various clubs just all over the map. So I'm pretty excited for that. It should be fun. Nice, nice. Do you have any 4th of July plans? Um, I'm actually just supposed to go to Santa Barbara for 4th of July, so I'm just going to hang out with some friends and keep it low-key before I go all crazy for the next couple of weeks. So I'm trying to get a little breather in between gotcha. between all the partying. Yeah. <laughs> How long are you uh, going on tour for? That's so cool. Um, I will be touring for the, for the most part, I'd say like the next two months, I have a little bit of like gapage in between, like for weekdays to kind of come back, recoup and then go back out again. So it's kind of nice. It's not just like, go, go, go. Mm -hmm. So I get a little bit of segment in between. Dang. Didn't you just end like, a tour a little bit ago didn't you weren't you just on tour 
Uh, yeah, I did like a, it was pretty much like a mini tour. It wasn't anything too crazy. It was with uh, Monster Energy. Um, I did a couple shows with them and I've actually had a break for the last month and a half. So it's been, it's been nice to recharge the batteries. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You've been, you've been going everywhere. So damn, that's crazy. Yeah. That's so for the cool. most part, it's been crazy. <laughs> All right. So let's backtrack a little bit. So how'd you first um, start getting into music? Um, I first got into music, I would definitely say at a younger age, I was about 17 when I initially knew what I wanted to do was just music related. Um, by the time I was 18 was when I started performing, I got all the equipment I needed. And that's when I started, you know, actually going forth with doing all the club gigs and becoming like a club DJ. Gotcha, gotcha. And how long have you been um, like DJing for? It's going to be, it's rolling up, honestly, on eight years now. So I've been doing it for a solid seven years. So pretty much <laughs> most of my younger life, younger adult life, you could say. Uh -huh. <laughs> Did you ever think it was going to take you this far when you first started out? Um, no, actually, I really didn't. Um, at the time, I mean, I was so young and it was, it was something I really wanted to dedicate myself to and to just see how far I would get. But I didn't think I would get this far. But I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's really crazy what a lot of practice and connections and just, you know, really forming your art really can do. Yeah. Um, that's a huge topic too. Did you, so in order to get all these gigs and these tour dates and all these and all that other stuff, did you connect with people in like a certain way to start, you know, uh, getting those gigs booked and stuff like that? Um, as far as that all goes, it varies. I am signed to an agency, so I have a booking agency. They do some stuff for me, but, um, I mean, it's all about just kind of reaching out, putting yourself out there. I mean, social media definitely helps. I mean, a lot of people will see my content from all over the world and they'll randomly reach out to me and be like, Hey, we want you to play. Like, let's get you booked. And I'm like, all right, awesome. And then that's just kind of how it happens. It just kind of snowballs for the most part. Nice. Nice. And what's the name of the booking agency you signed with? I am signed to Scam Artist, and they're a pretty decently big um, global DJ agency as far as uh, America goes. I mean, they have some signed artists outside of the U.S. as well, but um, they pretty much dominate the club DJ rankings, I guess you could say, as far as all the top club DJs in the U.S., like for open format and electronic. Gotcha. And, and tell us, like, uh, the story how you ended up signing with them. That's so awesome. That's really cool. Um, it actually, it's going to be about a year that I signed with them. I got signed with them last September. Um, they actually reached out to me. I was just getting a lot of bookings between like Vegas and bigger clubs like Omnia and San Diego. And I guess that must have caught their eyes. So they reached out and they're just like, hey, we're really interested in you. Would you be down to sign with us? And I was just like, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I've been wanting to get on an agency for a while. So that way I don't have to do all the dirty work because it gets to be a lot. I mean, it's overwhelming being like your own booking agent, you know, signing your own contracts, just Definitely. touring by itself, booking your own tickets. It just gets to be pretty crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it was at first. You're doing all your own stuff um, for the agency. Yeah, I was doing everything by myself. I was pretty much my own team for the most part. Dang, that must have been a pain in the ass. Oh, my gosh. It was a lot. It was definitely <laughs> a lot. But, I mean, I appreciate them for that, for just kind of doing my dirty work, and I just show up, play, and leave. <laughs> <laughs> what was, like, the first show you ever played at? Uh, the first show I've ever done, ever? Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> it's actually pretty funny. It's a funny story. Um, I was 18. I was super underage. You know, I was playing at a nightclub in Florida where I used to live. It was actually in Fort Lauderdale. It was at this, I mean, it's, it's not even a place anymore. It shut down a long time ago, but it was basically this little two level bar club, whatever you want to call it. Um, and they had like a back room open and I just kind of wanted to hustle myself and just be like, Hey, like, I think I could bring a bunch of people back here. Like, let me start like an EDM back room because they had like a Soka back room and I don't even know. It was just all urban (laughs) in the back room. And I just really wanted to bring electronic dance music to Fort Lauderdale because it was non-existent at the time. And they gave me a shot and I played, I mean, at the time they didn't give me any money for it, but I just kind of wanted to prove myself like, Hey, I'm going to bring people and I want to bring a new genre that you guys aren't used to. And it ended up working out. And then from there, I just got all paid bookings from that point on. Wow. That's such a cool story. And that was only, you are 18, so it was a year after you started, you know, mixing. Yep. It was a year after I started mixing. So <laughs> and you're just like, was... screw it. I'm just going to tell them I'm going to play my own, my own side of the club. <laughs> pretty much. I mean, like, you had the main room, which was just pretty much all open format, top 40s stuff. And then, like, there was my little EDM room in the back, and it, it worked. So <laughs> from so that point funny. on is kind of when I just started going upwards from there. Was that a 21 and up club as well? Yeah. Every <laughs> single club that I play at is pretty much for the most part 21 and up, unless it's um, like a special event, and you know, more of kind of like a rave, I guess you could say. Those are usually 18 and up. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Have you played at any raves before yet? Um, I have I've played a ton Um, that's honestly what I did more so than the club gigs in the beginning and then from that point on I knew there wasn't really that much money involved if I wanted to make a career out of it so I kind of dipped back and forth between clubs and then like shows and then you know I just kind of stuck it out with the clubs but I still do a bunch of shows from time to time I've done a couple festivals and it's been really fun (laughs) it's been treating me really well so far gotcha that's so cool and that's actually a pretty cool topic that I haven't really talked about on the show either. Is um, you're saying that there's more money in DJing in clubs? Yeah, for yeah, sure. Than festivals. Um, well, for festivals, if you, I guess it really varies on just the the event and just like the artists themselves on like what their net worth is, who they can True. bring. It really all varies. But um, if you're doing like a really big festival, then yeah, you will get paid way more than a club. But yeah, um, if you're headlining like EDC. As, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that, you would definitely get paid pretty well. But if you're just, you know, doing uh, like an opening for a bigger artist at like a rave or something like that, your chances of getting paid are very slim to none. <laughs> definitely. And what they was... do not pay you for those. Oh, yeah, definitely. I agree. And what was um, the name of the club that you played again when you were 18? Um, pretty sure it was called Art Bar back in the day. Art it was Bar. in Fort Lauderdale. It was an interesting little spot <laughs> to start at and develop. So how long did you play there for? Um, I was doing, I would, I was probably there for, I want to say like three months and I pretty much got a lot of practice in, um, when I started, I was very, I was very shy. So to kind of build up like a repertoire and getting the confidence to be in front of like hundreds of people, it definitely took me a while. Um, and then I just started getting into bigger clubs from that point on. And I just kind of left that in the dust since I actually had people reach out to me saying, Hey, we see that you're bringing a lot of people and you're you know you're different you're new you have a cool style there aren't any female djs in the city so like you're the first so we definitely want to book you at this club and that club so it pretty much kind of skyrocketed from there nice that's so cool so being 
so being different and you know being obviously a female which is less you know more rare in this industry than being a man so you think that you being so different was what really propelled like the start of your career definitely from that point on it was I mean that was around I want to say like 2011 2012 time Uh and back then I mean like female DJs didn't really exist at all I mean I would say now that they're they're definitely starting to surface more but um back then it was just kind of like unheard of (laughs) yeah yeah definitely it's it's definitely much different now. I mean, back then, I'm sure you were, you're one of the one of the few, one of the only. Yeah. <laughs> On top of that, I was like a kid, and I was going against you know men that were like 25 to like 40, and they look at me like, "What are you doing?" And it's it's pretty funny how that kind of worked out. <laughs> you see, that's what's so sick though. Like when someone's saying like, "Oh, like what are you doing?" That means you're doing something right. You know, that means you're standing out of the crowd and you know doing your own thing and proving people wrong, which is so cool. Which is, exactly. Yeah, which is another reason why I wanted to have you on here as well, because female artists in the music industry definitely always intrigue me as well, because I'm a huge fan of um, Rez and like Alice in Wonderland. So Same. I, I love having I love just talking to female DJs because it just it's just so cool how you, I guess you could say, take a leap. And, you know, even though you're so outnumbered compared to the gender, you just do your own thing and you always Actually, I don't know what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> well, they get <laughs> I'm So I totally understand like where you're coming from. I mean, a lot of you know people don't take female DJs seriously. They just kind of look at them like, oh, well, you're cute. You have a pretty face. But I mean, it's not based off of talent. It's more so of like, oh, well, you know, you're different or you're cute. It's based more on looks. Like, unfortunately, in the club scene, it is not so much the EDM scene. But the club scene is definitely focused more on like, oh, what is your following or what have you done or you're on a re- reality tv show or you know you're an ig model awesome like we're gonna book you based off of that and that's just kind of disappointing to the people that actually do put in the work and you know they've served their time versus the people that don't okay yeah that is a really good point and yeah that, that is what i was trying to say is as well but um do you think as a female dj do you think there is mm, i guess putting the factor of even if you are extremely talented and you're put up against a male that is very talented, would would gender matter if and looks as well if people are just comparing pure talent or do they really do put looks as a big factor into the club and other scenes in the EDM industry? Um, I would say for EDM, I, it definitely it's a different scene than the club scene. I mean, people are way more lenient and versatile in the EDM scene because you just have so many different varieties of people, so many different styles versus just the normal club industry where you have like your open format DJs, which is more so based on like popularity and looks. But um, I definitely think the That's EDM true. scene is just more flexible with who they you know want to see and whose image and talent is just I don't even know what I'm saying but (laughs) no 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 I I guess yeah definitely I just feel like they're more open-minded in that sense and with that where would you want to go with your career um I'm trying to what I'm doing right now, since I'm in the mainstream open format world, I am considered like a hybrid DJ because I'm very electronic, yet I also do the open format club gigs as well. But um, I'm actually, I've been producing low key and I'm trying to release another alias that's just going to be strictly electronic based. So it won't have anything affiliated with what I'm doing now, but more so of the things that I want to do. 
So that's just kind of where I'm trying to go. I'm trying to get a completely different agency with that, you know, artist alias. So I'm going to try to build that up. I know it's going to be more so difficult just because it's kind of starting over again. But I'm just trying to take the people that follow me now to kind of point them in that direction. Gotcha. And for the people that don't know, what is open format DJing? Open format is basically mixed format, um, more so like club hits, top 40s. You have a mix of EDM in there. You have trap, you have hip hop. I mean, if you want to do a lot and you can throw that in there too. I don't necessarily do that, but um, my style is more hybrid based. So I'll have a lot of top 40 electronic hip hop trappy type things. I mean, I like to consider myself more of a open format trap person since a lot of the music I do play is very heavy trap based so I'm just kind of making my way over to the EDM side more so than anything gotcha and uh, you're what's it called hold on I'm looking up right now you're um what mix do I love I'm oh too much sauce volume one I'm probably listened to that like at least 20 times and you definitely have a good amount of trap in there so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean I would say that's more of like my style. That's like more so me originally because a lot of the stuff that I do play like in a club, I wouldn't necessarily be able to play that, but that's just kind of what's true to me. So I just kind of label that as more of my personal mixtape that I like to do. But um gotcha. I'll definitely have volume two out very, very soon. <laughs> oh nice, that's in the works right it's now. It's in the works. It's actually done. I'm just waiting on all the album art and then it should be good to go in about a week or so. Nice. That's exciting. That's very exciting. I'm super stoked. <laughs> <laughs> so how long did that take you to make? Um, it took me a good like week and a half. I mean, I really had to do my research on my music, just kind of condense my playlist, just make a bunch of cue points, just make everything sound really, really good, and then record it, and then re-record things that I didn't like, or mix and match around but it's pretty much all done just need to do the marketing aspects of it and then it's all good gotcha so so you said that when you're making like you know your um, sets like too much sauce on soundcloud compared to a set that you're gonna play like on a club on a saturday night you play different kinds of music is what you're trying to say um before i would say so it's more so it's a little bit more commercial than what i'm doing i mean i still do play like a bunch of trap stuff but it's not as heavy just because like some people are just like well what is this or they'll just they'll just be really confused by it they're just kind of like okay well we're not at edc you know <laughs> There's some yeah people that are just, yeah it's more it's, it's more of like a mainstream crowd more club, so, so so yeah i would definitely say gotcha that. gotcha and um another big topic that i wanted to um, cover with you especially is because you are so successful as you are in the, you, you said you were making productions as well but you are so successful without um, big time productions and for the and I'm sure there are listeners that are hearing this right now this podcast and they're thinking that you know I never want to produce my own music I just want to you know jump up and down and please crowds and mix crazy beats and you know tour the world definitely for the people that just want to do that um how did you, you know, how did you, you know, get to where you are right now, personally? Um, I would say pretty much. I mean, I did get pretty lucky. I'm going to say that. <laughs> I didn't think I would ever get to where I'm at right now. But, I mean, I'm super, super humbled and blessed to be where I'm at. Um, as far as getting to where I've been, I've just been really, really hustling my ass off. I mean, I've been doing this for seven, almost eight years. And it's taken this long to get to this point. 
um as of like two years ago is when I really started touring but like this this past year has been probably the most I've done in a while so it's been really great um as far as just getting to where I'm at right now I would definitely say just getting into the bigger clubs really does a lot I mean really putting yourself out there in social media and marketing and branding are just key, key points. I mean, some people don't realize that, but it's huge. I mean, it's all about your marketing, your brand, how you present yourself. I mean, what can you do to make yourself seem different and out there like not everybody else? And some people have it, some people don't, but it's definitely a lot of hard work. <laughs> it's not yeah, easy. Yeah, definitely a lot of rejections involved For sure, too. for sure. There's so yeah. many times I've been rejected by so many people and then here I am now and then they're begging me to play at all their clubs and it's just kind of (laughs) I kind of I don't know I feel entitled to it a little bit I'm just kind of like okay well I worked hard enough for this and now now you want me at your club so it's just kind of funny how that works and I love how you said all those things because people only see the surface side of how tough it is to make it to where you are now and at your level and That's why I just want everyone to know how much hard work and how much rejection and how much of a strong mindset you need to have in order to make it to, you know, like the level of caliber that you're on right now, because they don't see the, you know, the work you put in on the back end that no one sees besides you or your closest friends and your family. Exactly. I mean, it, I mean, there's times where I've struggled and I've had to make PB and J and ramen noodles. I mean, there's days where, you know, I'm doing all the things I want to do, like things that it's just, it's really crazy. Like the process, it's definitely something you have to fall in love with the process for sure. I mean, it's a struggle. It's going to be a struggle at first. I mean, nothing comes easy right off the bat. I mean, you have to really, really work at it, build up your connections, build up your relationships with people, always keep good business relationships with people. I mean, that's definitely key. I mean, the more success that you're doing, the more it's going to snowball to other people where they're like, hey, we're going to want you here. We're going to want you there. And I mean, that's just pretty much how it's gone for me. I've wiggled my way into the industry and really like put forth my best effort as far as my mixes and just doing, you know, competitions, getting on festivals, doing things I normally would never want to do. I mean, even doing free shows that I never wanted to do earlier, but they've gotten me so far just doing that here and there and just sacrificing. But I mean, as far as marketing and branding, it takes a lot of money to put that in there to really get noticed. And that's something that I definitely believe is definitely have to have strong branding at the end of the day. Yeah. And I love how you said all those things because I feel as though, tell me if you disagree, but, um, I feel as though with, um, because as a DJ, as a producer, as an artist, you're an entrepreneur, you're building your personal exactly. brand. And as an entrepreneur, it's all the work is the hardest on the front end when you're just starting, when you have no connections, when you have no music out yet. But the thing is, it gets easier and easier and easier as you go on, unlike a nine to five job where you're just trying to put in the least amount of work as possible in order to not be fired by your boss. Of course. But this is all you. And tell me if you disagree, but um, has it gotten easier and easier as you've gotten further and further into your career to progress more and more? Um, Honestly, I would definitely say it's a hit or miss because, I mean, like, there's sometimes where everything is just smooth sailing and it's going great. And then there's some months where it's a little back-ended and short and I'm just kind of like, okay, well – you know, I should be getting more work than this. Or like you, you have like some dissatisfactions with, you know, something that's going on, whether 
it's like people that work for you or, you know, like you're trying to work out deals with clubs and other agencies and promoters. I mean, it really is up and down all the time. So it's hard to say that everything is great all the time because it's not. And that's I'm pretty sure any artist can agree. I mean, some days are great. Some days aren't. It's just kind of like a hit or miss. And you just have to take it or leave it and accept it and move on. Gotcha. So there's always valleys and mountains along the way, no matter what. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. And was there ever a time where you <clears throat> thought about giving up on your career? Um, there was definitely times where I was stagnant and just like very unhappy with where I was after putting forth so much effort and time and money, you know, into investing in yourself because that's ultimately what you're having to do. Um, there definitely were times where I was just kind of like, is this worth doing? Like, should I just get a normal job? Should I just go to college like everybody else? I mean, I sacrificed pretty much everything that (laughs) I was supposed to do in order to do this. But I mean, I never gave up and I finally am getting, you know, what I've worked so hard to get and succeed at. So I would definitely say it's not worth giving up and throwing in the towel yet. You just have to really be passionate about something to pursue it and just have that drive. Yeah. And you deserve it. You freaking deserve it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, of course. And um, and you said that you were getting into production, right? Yeah, I've been doing earlier. some production for the past year. I just... Um, what I've been doing mainly are edits. I do a bunch of like bootlegs and edits that are just personally mine. Like I don't put them on the internet for people, but um, all the new music that I'm doing are, they're going to be originals and remixes and then I'll start releasing them under my new name. Gotcha. Oh, under your new yeah. name. <laughs> oh, okay. That's cool. Um, are you, is that, is that like a secret right now? Um, not necessarily. It's, I'm, I mean, I'm still going to use my name now, but I'm also just going to have like a side project, which is going to be called Aurora. And that's going to be more so just strictly trap and future bass and melodic trap and all of that. So that's going to be my strictly like EDM persona right over there. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. I didn't know that. At so all. That'll be fun. I'm working on that. You should send me some of your, uh, some of your projects after this. It's so Definitely. cool. I want to hear something. Sure. That's so awesome. <laughs> um, and so I know you got some, I know you got a lot of work to do and it's already been about 25 minutes, but um, I want to hit one more topic that I really want to hit with you. And it's what artists really influenced you to get into EDM and trap and just the whole, you know, DJing scene. Wow. I actually have a long list of those, but um, I can, I can name them for you. No problem. Um, when I first initially got into DJing um Skrillex Diplo Cascade uh Adventure Club Seven Lions Cruella those were like my main people and then you know as time went on I really really love like Alice in Wonderland Rez Nightmare um like Yellow Claw there's just so many people that I really look up to that I'm just kind of like wow I really dig their sound or that's really unique and they just put on like a great show they're just great artists all around Gotcha. Gotcha. And is there, is there like an artist that you almost want to emulate and kind of, you know, compare yourself to as you go on in your production career? Um, I guess it's hard to say. I mean, there's some different artists I would kind of like take a little bit from and just kind of create my own just so I don't kind of like replicate them because I want to have like my Mm -hmm. own persona, I guess to say. But um, I really do like some of the elements of Alice in Wonderland just because she's very she's a very different kind of a trap style 
I mean, what I'm going to do is more so heavier trap and very like melodic future bass. So I definitely like her element, especially with the hip hop too. Like she puts a lot of like hip hop influences into her stuff, which is something that I've already been doing. So Mm -hmm. I would definitely like to take bits and pieces of that for sure. If I could name somebody, that's probably who I would somewhat take some elements from. Yeah, but of course you want your own sound. Exactly, 100%. Yeah, you want your own unique sound. Okay, definitely. And how long have you been, you know, producing now for? Um, it's been a little bit over a year now. It's been like a year and a half, I would say. So I'm still, I'm still getting there. <laughs> <laughs> How's that journey been? I know it's a tough journey. It's, it's honestly really hard. Um, <laughs> I can't tell you how many hours I dedicate just to like understanding bits and pieces of just Ableton and just learning the process. It's just insane. It's just infinite possibilities and infinite sounds and things you can constantly tweak along the way so it's I'm a perfectionist so I'm kind of OCD about it I'm just really really trying to implement everything I need to know in a shorter period of time just to get everything I need out there so we'll see I mean I'm getting my my little EP underway so I'm hoping to release that by next year if all goes well (laughs) sweet sweet I'm excited (laughs) that's definitely exciting and I know that how overwhelming producing can be because i have a lot of friends that are producers and i look at their i'm not a producer myself but i look at their software i'm just like oh my gosh like i don't know how you even work it's this insane thing. <laughs> it's definitely insane <laughs> are you self-taught or do you have like a mentor or something um everything i've been doing is actually self-taught i mean i can sometimes i get help from some friends i'm just like hey like how do you do this or how do you do that but i mean i do go online and i try to figure it out whether it's like youtube or like production like online like visual things i can kind of look off of and mimic and kind of get it like a broadened idea of it but yeah it's definitely <laughs> it's a work in progress let's just put it that way <laughs> Yeah. And is there a reason why you um, waited so long to start producing in like your musical career, I guess? Um, There actually is. I mean, my method for doing that is, is that I already wanted to build a name and have a name. So once I already built up that brand and I had the marketing underway, had the branding and I had the following I needed, that's when I wanted to start releasing my own stuff. So that way I kind of already have a following to fall back on and branch out to more. That is genius. Wow. Okay. That is really cool. I did not expect that answer at all. <laughs> that is so smart. So that that was kind of my little plan. I mean, I had it from the start. Oh, man. <laughs> that is real. Oh, my gosh. Can you repeat that again for the listeners? Because that is such a cool. I've never heard that method before. Of course. Uh, my little master plan was to build myself up already, you know, already have the little bit of success that I needed have a following already so once I start releasing things people already like know who I am they're really surprised by it and it just kind of snowballs to other fans out there and it just kind of spreads so that was kind of my idea <laughs> oh my god all right yeah okay well we're cutting there it's over cut cut it's, we're done awesome no no <laughs> that was I, I gotta end it there I mean, that was so cool if 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 um the listener listens to the whole podcast they definitely got a special treat out of that because I have never heard that method before i think it's so cool how you had your little master plan and it's gonna work out really good for you because you have a great brand you got a great following you're very personable so it's gonna work out really good awesome thank you so much yeah, yeah. it's definitely a yeah different you got way big things coming <laughs> no yeah that's just such a because because you know it's so cool because most people automatically jump to the fact they have to have you know like a killer 
killer hit, killer, uh, you know, killer single in order to start, you know, making it in, in the career, right? Exactly. But you went out at a totally 180 degree angle and did it the other way, which is so cool to to hear. I tried to kind of wow. change my method up because like you said, it is, it is true. I mean, some people, they have a brand already and then they try to throw, you know, all their music out there and then they get really upset because like no one, you know, can hear it or knows who they are or listens to it versus just building a brand from scratch, making that successful. And then you just kind of slowly put all of that in order and connect the dots. <laughs> Damn. Sometime we need to just have a whole episode dedicated to this that's so cool definitely well, thank oh my you. gosh yeah well all right skylar thank you so much for joining me today i hope you enjoy your fourth of july thank you so um, much you too what you, yeah well what'd you say you're doing again i am actually gonna go right. to santa barbara so i'm just yeah, gonna kind of hang barbara. out over there so get a little escape out of la so that'll be cool <laughs> nice nice just chill with your family or friends yep, just a bunch of friends i have some friends that have like beach houses over there so i'm like perfect i'll be there <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's the spot to be. Yeah, exactly. So I'm looking forward (laughs) to it. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Skylar. I'll see you. I'll see you. I don't know. I'll see you soon, I hope. Because, oh, yeah, I'll see you when you come down to San Diego. Oh, yeah, definitely. We can definitely meet up. Yeah, Yeah, that'd be great. I'll see you soon. Perfect. Sounds great. Thank you so much, Jason. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Take care. Well, there you have it. DJ Skylar Madison, an extremely talented woman in the industry and is going to go further and further into her career as time goes on. There's no stopping with this girl. I had a fantastic time talking to her. She's such a fun person to talk to. She's very personable, and I know she's going to go a long way with her career. My name is Jason Lee. I'm your host, and thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. Before you go, be sure to check out electronicapparelco.com and check out all of our new merchandise that we have on there as we have more merchandise coming out every single month. And be sure to check the show notes below in order to join the exclusive Facebook group for all producers and artists in the industry to network and talk about music. You should know by now from this episode and the show in general how important it is to network with other people in the industry. It really is all about who you know. That's what life's about. So be sure to join our Facebook group so you can start networking right away. Also, if this episode inspired you to start mixing and producing be sure to check out all the links i have below for a bunch of very cheap things you can buy such as a keyboard mic headphones in order to start producing today there's also a link for ableton 30-day free trial thank you so much and a fantastic rest of your week and i'll see you soon